Hey, I'm glad you could be with us today. I'm Bill Bossert, and I'm doing the Bible 101 and uh, with Bill, and I think you'll enjoy it. It's for just the basics of the Bible and how to find stuff and how to learn from it and how to get around in it, so I think you might enjoy it. If you do, please let people know, mark it on there, and if you're watching on YouTube or, or on Facebook or wherever you're seeing this, Mark that you like it and share it with others. And if you have comments, let me know. So this is number three. There are two already done. And so if you haven't gotten those, you need to go back and do the first one. So this is going to uh, be very simple, very elementary. But I think if you're new to the Bible and trying to find it, this could be a way to help you. So uh, today I'm going to uh, deal with the issue of um, why the Bible? The Bible seems like a great book, seems like a good book, but there are lots of other good books, and there are lots of religious books, aren't there? And many of the people revere them. I just brought a couple samples that I have that I would like to show you. One of them is the Quran, and I don't know if you can see that. This is the, uh, it says the Holy Quran, and this has been translated into English so I can read it. The Quran is the holy book for those who are involved with Islam. So they revere that book as Christians revere and Jews revere the Bible. And so um, that is an important book to them. So that book they look for for guidance and for help. Another book I have which is in the Christian community is that of the Book of Mormon. And maybe you have seen that. Sorry, mine got damaged here over the years. But this Book of Mormon, others, people who believe in the uh, Church of Latter-day Saints, they believe this is a very special inspired book by God and that they would, uh, they would read it. And it looks a lot like the Bible uh, if you open it up and read it. So there are other books. So why do I think this book, sorry I have it upside down, this book is so important? Why would it be the book that I would say this is of more value or of more importance than the others. Well, let's not deal with the others, let's deal with the Bible. So we'll deal with that and raise some questions about it. So why is this Bible unique? Well, this book was written by one person and over a period of, I don't know how long it took, but over a period, let's say, of 10 years or so. This person, this person Muhammad, he wrote this, and I don't know how long he took it, but he wrote it in his lifetime. This book, the Bible, was written over 1,600 years by 39 different writers. 39. Not one, as we see these others, but 39. And why is that important? Well, because... It is important that over 1,600 years, these, these people, these prophets, these writers of the Bible, when they wrote these things down, spoke as one voice. So that the very beginning of Genesis and all the way through to Revelation, you can find and look at this and see that there is one truth. One truth. So what is truth? There is only one truth, really. You, know, you think about it. There is only one truth. And how do you find that? Why is that important? Well, you know, you can say, well, Pastor, there are lots of churches. There are lots of churches around. 
That is true. And I've never had or seen a sign out on front of churches saying, hey, we have most of the truth, but, but the church down the street has a lot more than we do. I've never seen that of you. I think each denomination, each person, no matter whether they say, we are the ones that have the truth. Well, sometimes we just throw up our hands in the air and say, well, we all have the basically the same thing. So, is that good enough for you? I hope not. I would hope that you would be a seeker and say, let's find out what the truth really says. So, it's important in this series and what we're doing, we're going to look for what is truth. What is truth? And does the truth matter? So, why did God give us the Bible? The reason he gave us the Bible was to be able to show us from beginning to the end, from how God has dealt with mankind and dealing with man's sin. It reveals to us who Jesus is and reveals to us the truth about God. Over 1600 years, these writers, as they wrote, revealed to us the truth about who God is. Now, you don't have to just take my word for it. You can just do it. This is something that is interesting that uh, the Bible talks about, and we're going to look at a Bible text, a few Bible texts this morning, uh, just a couple of them, and I think you may remember. Uh, we looked at John 3.16 before. I would like for you to go back to John. You see that, John? And we're going to look at the first chapter, John chapter 1, verse 37. That's what that means. That colon is this verse there. John 1, 37. Remember how we found that? We looked at the Bible text. We looked in the table of contents if we cannot find it. But this is in the New Testament. These are important things that Jesus was saying in the New Testament and shows with us an incident. Now, if you'll look, it says there's an F following. You see the F? I emphasize the F. F simply means this verse and following. You can read beyond it. Sometimes they'll put a dash in the ending verses, but you can just put an F. It's a shorthand for saying, read that verse and follow it. Okay, do you have it? John 1, 37, and following. So if you have your Bible, grab it. We can, uh, you can pause if you need to go get it and find this Bible text. I hope you can find it rather quickly now as you're getting acquainted. All right, so John 1, verse 37. So now I'm going to find that in my Bible. And I can find it pretty easy because I am more familiar with the Bible than maybe some of you are. So I have found it. Here is John 1, and I'm going to look for verse 37. Now, this was an experience that happened soon after Jesus was baptized. And Jesus was passing by. John the Baptist was there who did the baptizing of Jesus. And so as Jesus was walking by, John's disciples or John's followers, some of them, would look and say, well, we're going to follow Jesus. And so, as Jesus, as John was preaching, the two disciples, when they saw Jesus pass by, they said, look, there's the Lamb of God. We will deal with that on another day. And when the two disciples heard this, heard him say this, they turned around and they saw that Jesus followed, and they asked Jesus, as, as they was walking, Jesus turned around and saw them following after him. And he said to them, what do you want? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? In other words, we'd like to know more about you. We'd like to go. And Jesus replied, come and you will see. 
That is an open invitation for all of us to come and see. Come and see what God has written. Come and check him out. So we are going to take our journey to find out what is the truth and how we can find the truth. So we're going to look and see. Come and see. Hold off your opinion until you've had a chance to look at it and see it. I did. When I was growing up, I had to learn and say, I had questions. I think questions are fine. God doesn't care. He doesn't get angry if we raise questions. If we have doubts, he doesn't care. So come on, let's reason together. Let's see if I can answer what your questions are about. All right. So we're going to do that over these series of things, and we're going to try to find that. But I want to know one more thing to share with you. And that is, so I want to have you look at Amos, Amos 3.7. Now, if you remember, we talked about the Bible being divided into two parts, the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament is what was written prior to Christ being born. The New Testament was written after his death. So they are just like the calendar of B.C., we put after like 150 BC, meaning 150 years before Christ. And then we have uh, like uh, 2020 AD, meaning after Christ. So we're looking, Amos is in the end of the Old Testament. And he is often called one of the minor prophets. Not really that he's a minor and that his importance or insp inspiration, but that it was a smaller book. So... Let's see if you can find Amos. Look in the table of contents, if you would. See if you can find Amos, and we're going to look at chapter 3 and verse 7. All right? Amos 3, 7. If you need to pause, feel free to do that. I'm going to look and see if I can find it quickly as well, so that I can follow along with you. Looking at the end of the Bible, looking for Amos 3, 7. And in Amos 3.7, we're going to find some very important things that we need to remember. Need to remember as we look. I'm still getting stuck in the New Testament. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And so we're going to look, and I'm trying to find it here as I'm talking. I don't look up the, uh, I don't look up the uh, table of contents because I basically know where it is, and I try to find it, and then here, here I am. I'm in Amos, and so I found it. Amos 3.7. Have you found it? If you do, great. I want to look at one verse, and you may want to look at it very carefully together. So, Amos 3, verse 7. Surely, it says, and I am reading from the New International Version. Surely, the Sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing His plan to His servants, the prophets. Surely, the Lord, the Sovereign Lord, will do nothing without revealing His plan to his servants, the prophets. You may have a written, you will reveal his secrets to his servants, the prophets. What he's saying is, the Bible is saying, surely the Lord, he wants us to know his plans and what they are in the scripture. He wants us to know the truth about it. So in the scripture, in the Bible, we want to look and see. This is what is here. So as we go journey, as we look, we're going to see what are the secrets that God has revealed to his prophets? So that we may know the truth. Jesus said, the truth will set you free. There's only one truth. And I would hope as we journey, you will discover what the Bible truth is about God and what does he ask of us. 
What does it respond to us? It is an amazing book. It is a book that is stunning to look at. And as you understand the great pictures and the prophecies in the Bible, I think you will find, aha, I have found the truth in the Bible. I think you will find that. All right, so that's for today. This is number three. Please uh, make a mark on it and share it with others if you would, and look forward, watch again. If you're on one of the websites that gives you a little message when I send up another one of these, please mark that and let it know. I would like to uh, keep in connection with you. If you have comments or questions, let me know. Uh, you can uh, let us know at um, naplessdachurch.org. We're happy to have you there. And to respond, uh, I look at them, I try to follow them, and I hopefully will answer your questions. If you have questions and so forth, I'm happy to try to answer them. Maybe not in the next series, but as we go through, we'll try to get to them. All right, so have a great day. Thank you for joining me. We'll see you again soon, and God bless you.